I'm sorry. I just, I don't see the big deal about being a matador. <laughs> I mean, the bull charges, you move the cape. What's so hot? <laughs> so, uh, are you really married? Because I've actually heard of single guys who wear wedding bands to attract women. <laughs> <laughs> you would have to be a real loser to try something like that. That's too bad, because I really have a thing for bald guys with glasses. Hello, and welcome to The Place to Be, a Seinfeld podcast. I'm your host, Adam. And I'm Eric. On today's episode, we welcome Patricia Ayame Thompson. Patricia has appeared in a number of films and TV shows, including Crazy Like a Fox, ALF, Designing Women, 227, and Days of Our Lives. But Seinfeld fans will always remember her for playing the party guest who was hitting on George in the classic season two episode, The Apartment. And we're so glad she can join us today. Thank you for being with us, Patricia. Thank you very much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Oh, we're so excited to have you, especially because um, you're the first person we've talked to that was in this episode. So we're really Uh happy to have you on. Um, Uh So believe it or not, your episode of Seinfeld aired almost 33 years ago in the spring of 1991. (laughs) So take us back to that time. How was your career going when you booked the job on Seinfeld? Um, It was going great. I think it was the height of my career. And this was the most exciting thing I think that ever happened to me was when I got booked on two sitcoms in one day. And um, it was for Designing Women and Seinfeld. And um, it's very rare that I think they would accommodate you as an actor to work on both shows at the same time. So as you know, and I'm sure you've heard that uh, sitcom is done like a play all in one shot. So, and we rehearse every day and then rehearse in front of the producers and so forth. So um, it was great that I was able to work on both shows at the same time. And um, I've worked on other sitcoms, a lot of other sitcoms and episodics and everything, but I, I feel very fortunate to have uh, worked on both. And Amy, Amy Lieberman and Mark Hirschfeld, they were um, wonderful casting directors that I met. And the producers and everybody that accommodated me, I'm very grateful. And so once you arrived on the set and started rehearsing your scene, uh, I know Larry and Jerry were very involved in every aspect of that show, even in the early stages. So. We'd love to ask you about both of them, but we'll start with Jerry. Did he give you any notes on the set or make any suggestions to you? Yes. Um, it was interesting because he came up to me and said, um, can you do your hair a little bit like you did at the audition? And I had my hair done like this, just regular. And I knew what he meant because I'm biracial. I'm um, uh, Caucasian and then Asian. So depending on my makeup and my hair, I could look either way, kind of. So he he was, like, taken back, like, well, you're supposed to be the blonde, the African-American, and you're the token Asian. So I said, oh, no problem. I didn't want to lose my job. So I said, no problem, Jerry. I'll do my hair up like that. So um, I'm glad that I was able to keep the job with my um, hairstyle. But the funny thing is I did the hair, same hairstyle in the Designing Women episode. So that that's like my niche. 
Yeah. <laughs> and uh, what about Larry David? Did he give you any direction or change any of your lines during the filming? Yes, and I was kind of already exhausted coming from designing women. And then um, at the last second, he said, can you change the line to this, this? And I was like, okay, of course, you know, but it was a little bit difficult because I had that line stuck in my head since the audition. And then um, at the last minute, I had to change the line and memorize it. And then um, so that was a little bit difficult because I knew that if the Jerry or Elaine or the other Kramer or George, uh, they would make a mistake. It's funny because they're the, the stars. But if a character actor like me comes in and makes a mistake, they they look very harshly on you in the audience, does not take too kindly to you. So that's that that was a curveball. Do you remember what the original line was before he changed it? No, I wish I did, but I don't remember. That's okay, but what was the line that ended up in the episode? Oh, um, well, George is pretending like he's married because he has a wedding band on, but he's not really, obviously he's not really married. So I say, um, well, that's too bad because I really have a bald, I really have a thing for bald guys with glasses. <laughs> and I didn't mess it up at the, <laughs> I really have a thing for bald guys with glasses. And I did it right. I'm a professional. <laughs> Absolutely. And speaking of Jason, what was your experience like working with him in that scene? Uh, did anything happen during the shooting? Yes, I was um, obviously nervous and I wanted to get the line right. And so uh, I hung in there and I tried to recall in my mind what the line was. And then I didn't break character and I didn't stop the show and I kept going so they could edit that later or whatever. But Whatever they did, um, I continued, and later he said, wow, you're a real professional, which made me feel really good. Yeah, that's great. And uh, also, we we always ask people to come on here. Um, were those your clothes that you were wearing in that scene, or did you get them from wardrobe? Oh, that was from wardrobe, and it looked like it came straight from Chinatown or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, but I was happy to be there, and I was happy to be wearing whatever they wanted in my hair, whatever they wanted me to. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I'm curious, because George seems to date a lot of beautiful women throughout the series, and we've actually interviewed a bunch of them on the podcast, but I've never actually asked this question, so I figured I'll ask you, would George Costanza really have a shot with someone like you or any of the women at that party, or is that just the magic of television? No, I I think with his talent, like he's been on Broadway and he's a great actor and he's charming and nice. Yeah, yeah. I, I think so. Because yeah, he, he gets a lot of beautiful women throughout the series. Yes, but it doesn't work out. No, oh, well, of course not. Because we're talking about George Costanza. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's great though, isn't he? He's a great actor. Oh, Jason. Oh, Jason is great. He's a fantastic actor. But all that stuff you're saying about him is Jason. But George, the character, you know, kind of a schlub. <laughs> <laughs> Lord of the idiots. Yes, of course. And even though you didn't have any lines with her, Julia was also in that scene with you. 
So what was she like on the set? Um, honestly, I didn't have a scene with her, so I don't, I didn't really get to know her. I admire her as an actress. Yeah. But I, unfortunately, I wish I did, but I didn't have an encounter with her. Oh, okay. We weren't sure. Cause like, yeah. Cause sometimes with the cuts, it's hard to tell like who was in the scene. And cause when you're talking to George, it seems like he's right there, but I guess that's, you know, the T the, the TV magic <laughs> makes it yeah. seem like you're all in one room. <laughs> oh, because it's a big party scene. Yeah. Cause it's like the party scene. Like George is like talking to you, you know, flirting with you. And then Harry and Elaine are doing their own thing at the party, but it's all in the same space. Yes. Yes. I understand what you mean, but yeah, it's weird where you do a main shot and then a close up and over the shoulder and stuff, and it looks different, I guess. Exactly, yeah. They, then they edit it together, and it, you know, to us, it looks like it's all one continuous thing. So. Yes. And what about uh, Michael Richards? Did you get to watch him perform at all, or rehearse any of his stuff? No, but I love him, and. Um, I think he's very much like he is his character, but even though I didn't have a close encounter with him at the time, but can I tell you about a time when I met him at another um, roller skating party? Oh, please. My friend, they're so bad. He was sitting down below us and my friend spilled like salad on him and I knew it was kind of on purpose. And then, um, he just jumped up like Kramer and then he um, put his pockets inside out, like looking if there's any salad in, in there. And it was just spastic movements like Kramer. And I thought, wow, he's just like that. But that's about <laughs> the extent of um, my knowing him. That's a great story, though. <laughs> wow. Yeah, <laughs> it was funny. And I know you appeared in a lot of other sitcoms before Seinfeld. So how was Seinfeld different compared to some of those other shows? Well, to tell you the truth, I was doing one uh, sitcom after another sitcom. And Seinfeld just popped it. I don't know why. It just because it was great, I'm sure. But I did many, many sitcoms before that. But um, like... Suzanne Summers, she's the sheriff, um, Room 227, Designing Women, let's see, Friends, I was on Friends, too. Um, so, yeah, I I did a lot of sitcoms, so um, what was the question? <laughs> uh, just like how was Seinfeld different compared to some of those other shows? Oh, yeah, it just became a significant hit. Um one of those things that you don't know until you work on it and um you do your best everybody does their best i'm sure but then some some stick out more than others and i was fortunate enough to be able to work on it but it just didn't come out of the clear blue i had to establish myself and go in the b and the a circle whatever to try to um get to that position to be able to have that opportunity so it was a i want to say it was a hard road acting is not easy you were you were great in this episode that's for sure oh thank you very much you're so nice of course (laughs)
So do you have any other memories of working with Jerry that week? No, but I, I'm excited about the time when um, I met him after the show. And um, I was uh, working on MTM Studios and I was walking through the set, going to the soundstage for WKRP, the new WKRP. <laughs> and um, Jerry was standing outside his office, just like, I guess, getting some fresh air or something. And so I um, uh, said hello and he remembered me and I was so excited. And um, he says, what are you doing here? And I said, I'm working at the same, um, the next soundstage as you on the new WKRP. And he said, oh, that's great. And we chatted for a while. So I was very flattered and excited that he remembered me. Oh, wow. That's so cool. Yeah, he yeah, he's good about that. Like, he remembers yeah. people. Like, it's so, it's, it's so nice that he remembered you. And it was, like, so friendly. Yeah, and another... Um, exciting thing was I went to the Seinfeld party, Christmas party, and then there were people from the other um, episodes that were there. Yeah, so I was um, very excited to be there. Oh, who were some of the other actors that were there? You know, um, James Hong, he's the Chinese restaurant. <laughs> yeah, I admire him. You know, he's um been in the business a long time and uh he does a great job on the show and he was there and i was glad to see him and um just yeah glad to be there and glad to see everybody do you remember where the party was um it was on a sound stage i think it was on one of the sound stage at that that year but i was able to attend the year that i worked on the show that's really cool. And did they give out any, we, we hear sometimes they give out like swag or, or something. Did they give out any of that at the party? No, I not that I know of. <laughs> it's probably too early in the series. <laughs> they couldn't afford it yet. Yeah, the second, ser- uh, second season, and I think mine was the second show, The Apartment. Yeah. yeah, it's like the fifth episode. Yeah, so maybe at that time I didn't realize the significance of how this would be a you know, great show that's going to go down in history. <laughs> Absolutely. When was the last time you watched your episode? Um, Many people on social media, or they tell me or they send me pictures of, you were on the show, you were on the show. And um, they send me pictures of it and everything. But myself, I can't remember. Maybe a year, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask you if any Seinfeld fans come up to you, because you pretty much look exactly the same. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> um, yeah, but nobody seems to recognize me from the I'm type of person or actress that they say, I think I know you. I think I've seen you before, but they can't quite place me. Yeah, well, your hair is also down, so you look a little different. Yes, that's yeah, maybe that's what Jerry was getting at. Yeah. Yeah. And speaking of Jerry, uh, it seemed like he really liked you. You know, he recognized you after the show. Uh, so did he ever recommend you to any other casting directors after that? Yes, I um, was very excited that when I went to one of the auditions, the casting director said to me, Jerry Seinfeld recommended you. And I was so happy to hear that. Yeah. But um, 
I don't know if it went that well, though, that that audition was she was like, well, you're supposed to be funny. And I was like, well, I've done many, many in my mind. I've done many, many sitcoms before. But if you don't think I'm funny, well, that's too bad. <laughs> and um, so it doesn't always go the way you want it to. Right. And before we move on to our final segment, is there anything we didn't ask you or any other stories you'd like to share with us from your time on Seinfeld? There is one story. Um, do you know Terry Garr? She's um, an actress, comedian. Well, she's been in, in many, many things like oh, yeah. Frankenstein. Yeah, she's so, great. Yeah. She, so one time we were at Spago's and there were several there were four people at the table and then she started talking about Seinfeld and this is just when it aired and this is just the second season. And then she started saying, um, they were talking about pods and then it's great. And the show, I really enjoyed it. And, um, she started explaining there was a marathon, there's a party. And I said, Oh, I just worked on that. And then I was, um, that was a really cool coincidence, and I felt um, really excited and happy. So um, I'm glad she liked the show, and many other people did, too. Oh, that's yeah. so cool. Wow. Yeah, I think the best thing I want to say is Jerry, Jerry's a really nice person. Yeah. As far as I got to know him, that is within the limit, I can tell he's really good good people yeah it seems that way from the all the guests we've had on they just have nothing but nice things to say about them oh yeah oh i'm glad all right so before we let you go we're just going to move on to our final segment it's called this that and the other so basically we just ask you a question and the first thing that comes to mind you let us know okay so first question what is your favorite film i'd have to go with pulp fiction uh, oh nice <laughs> great one do you like it too? Absolutely. Um, yeah, definitely. Favorite band or musician? You're going to laugh at me, but I'm going to say BTS. Do you know BTS? It's a uh, Korean pop band. I was going to say they're K-pop, right? Yeah, yeah. K-pop, I, yeah. I don't know their music, but I've heard of them. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're adorable. <laughs> uh, have to check the, I'm going to have to check them out. Yeah. Uh, what role or performance are you proudest of? Um, I have two, I think, if it's okay. The first job I got was uh, on T.J. Hooker as William Shatner's kind of illegitimate daughter. And so I had a very big part on that. And um, he was uh, very nice and taught me what to do in front of the camera. Or the, This is a single shot. This is a master. This, And he was very nice. Um, so that's one of them. And then um, Crazy Like a Fox, I was a regular on. So that's, you know, really dear to me. I was on every episode and I had one big episode. But they had stars from be before the golden day days of Hollywood or a little bit older actors. But they were legends to me. So um, it gave me a great opportunity to work with these great actors and Jack Warden was the star, and he was in 12 Angry Men, you know, and many, many other shows. So um, that was great to work on that show. Yeah. Awesome. 
uh, the role you didn't get that you really wanted? Oh, um, we never really talk about the ones we didn't get, but there are many. <laughs> but one of them is uh, Karate Kid 2. I really wanted that one. Going back to Japan with, you know, Ralph Macho and everything. But, um, yeah, that's one of the things that I didn't get that I wish I had. <laughs> yes. The actor you worked with, who was the most different from the character he or she played? I worked on um, Dear John with um, Judd Hirsch, and his psychic was um, Jerry Burns. Do you know him? Yeah. Yeah, so he's uh, he was very different from that grandiose kind of big New Yorker character that he plays. And then when you really talk to him in real life, he was very different and more subdued and everything. But he got that character down to a T. <laughs> yeah. Uh, besides Jason, if you could go back and have a scene with any of the other Seinfeld cast members, who would it be and why? Any of the main ones? Oh, um, Definitely Jerry. I would look, like to have an opportunity to work with the Jerry, but I think it would be also fun to, to have a scene with Kramer and be just as goofy, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite story working on the set of a film or TV show? Um, yes, this was great, too. I got to go to Hawaii, and it was um, like hunks in paradise where... Um, the first person I met was Tom Selleck on the plane, and he introduced himself because um, Larry Manetti, his the other star on uh, Magnum P.I., introduced me to him. And then um, so it was great to have him there. And then on the set, I was walking by a guy and I didn't recognize him at first. But then when I saw his eyes, it was this blue eyes like um, Lee Majors. It was Lee Majors. And then um, the lead on the show was very handsome, too. So it was a very nice experience in Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> well, you mentioned earlier that you also appeared on Friends. And Seinfeld and Friends were like the two biggest sitcoms to come out of the 90s. So I'm curious what your experience was like working on that show compared to Seinfeld. Oh, yes. That one, it was quite different because I was very extremely pregnant and um, it was where Lisa Crudreau was having a baby and she was going to a Lamaze class with so it's always like the um, the the blonde person and then there's some redheaded person and then me <laughs> and um, that was extremely fun I remember them saying this is like gossip, but I remember them saying to um, Monica uh, Courtney Cox to please eat some more today. So, yeah, and everybody seemed nice, but they they weren't very interested in going out of their way to meet a really pregnant woman. <laughs> yeah, we've heard that before that um, some guests we've had on who are on both shows the Friends cast wasn't really as welcoming with the guest actors, whereas Seinfeld, it was a lot more like everyone was a family. So that's why I asked you, because I was curious. Oh, thank you. It's not just me. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> yeah. 
they were very warm on the Seinfeld. Uh, what's an interesting fact people might not know about you? The fact that I moved to Canada recently, I remarried and moved to Canada, and um, I've been here for like six years. But another thing probably people don't know about me is that I was on I was a game show model on the NBC game show, daytime game show called Time Machine, and it was hosted by John Davidson, and the voiceover was uh, Charlie Tuna. And there were four models, two women and two men, and we would um, show prize packages and wear, um, like, Elizabeth Taylor's costume from Cleopatra from the museum or something like that, or we'll they have to guess what year this record came out or something like that. So it was a blast working on the NBC studio next to the late show and riding around go-karts. And this is all when I was very young, but it was, it was great fun. Ah, sounds awesome. Yeah. And final thing, favorite moment of your career. I'd have to go back full circle to designing women and, um, more importantly, Seinfeld. Yeah. The time I worked on the film, um, Rising Sun, that was pretty, pretty big deal, too, for me. And Wesley Snipes was there, Harvey Keitel, and um, Sean Connery, but I didn't get to meet him. But, um, yeah, I think I've uh, given you most of my highlights of my career. Well, it's been a lot of fun, Patricia. And like Adam said, we haven't spoken to anyone that was in this episode. So we're happy that we can say we did now. We love season two. We love everything about it. And you were a big reason why this was such a great episode. You were so funny in it. And we're so happy that we got to oh, talk to you. Thank you very much. That means a lot to me. It was nice to meet and speak to both of you. Oh, it was great speaking with you. And yeah, like Eric said, you're just such a great part. Such a great job with the roles. So memorable. So funny. And thank you so much for all your stories, and we really appreciate you coming on. Oh, it's my pleasure. Good luck with the show. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Take care. Bye. Take care. Bye. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. If you have any questions or comments, please feel free to email us at theplacetobeseinfeld at gmail.com. You can also find our show on Facebook at The Place to Be, a Seinfeld podcast, Twitter at TPTB Seinfeld and Instagram at the place to be dot podcast. You can find our show on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, and Apple Podcasts. And if you'd like, please rate and review. It really helps us out. Until next time, be sure to hang up your pants for the perfect crease. You have no idea what an idiot is. Elaine just gave me a chance to get out, and I didn't take it. This is an idiot. Is that right? I just threw away a lifetime of guilt-free sex and floor seats for every sporting event in Madison Square Garden. So please, a little respect. For I am Costanza, Lord of the Idiots. But suddenly, a new contender has emerged. <laughs>